Hey, welcome to the Holsby Mark podcast show. And today I am talking to Jessica Police. Hope I got that right. Award-winning actress and horror screen queen appeared in multiple film and television productions, including Just Health of Hell, Soulmate, The American Werewolf Project, Seventh Day, Lay to Rest, The Price, Blood Loss, Tales of Horror, I Was Possessed, Southern Fried Homicide, Copycat Killers. Jessica is a recognised cosplay model and especially known for Vampire and Monica and several of her others that are coming out very soon. Hi Jessica, how are you today? Hi, I'm great, how are you doing? Okay, well what inspired you to become an actor? What inspired me to become an actor? Yes. What inspired me to become an actor? I think I just kind of have it inherently in me. My dad actually went to school for theater and broadcasting, so I've always kind of been around that and been influenced by that. And I just, I probably since I was about five years old and I did a play in camp, <laughs> uh, it just it, it just kind of, you know, fueled a bug in me, basically. It, fueled, it lit a fire in me, and... I've just always wanted to do that. It's just something I've I've always wanted to do since I was a little girl. How do you prepare for a role? How do I prepare for a role? Well, every role I kind of take on on an individual basis. Uh, you know, depending on how dramatic a role is, how physical a role is. Uh, I went to school for theater, so I I learned a lot while I was there. But a lot of it is hands-on experience. In my case, I tend to, I do a lot of mirror work. I do a lot of uh, preparation where I'm looking up things online, and I, I I try to just kind of take in whatever character I'm doing and do it as best as I possibly can and get as much information as I can on the type of character and the role. And I mean, if, if it's if they have a certain uh, job that they're they're doing, I go and I, I look up things on that job. I do a lot of research. What's your most weirdest role you've ever played? What's I'm sorry, what? What's the most weirdest role you've ever played? The weirdest role I ever played? Wow. Um, well, I can't say for what because they never allowed me to release it, but... For a pilot, a television pilot, I played a dominatrix, <laughs> and uh, there was a really crazy scene in that, and it wasn't a typical dominatrix, um, it was just very bizarre, we'll just leave it at that, it was just, it was something completely unexpected, uh, so that was probably the weirdest role I ever played. Can you tell me about the world of cosplay, because I don't really understand it very well. The world of cosplay, well, it's basically using pop culture references and characters from, say, television or film. Some people are really into anime. Uh, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not as familiar with the anime ones, but I tend to look at comic book characters and I look at you know, famous characters from television and film, and I take it on as if I was doing it myself, as if it was me. And um, basically, it's kind of, you know, getting a costume, getting the makeup, getting the hair, and trying to embody this character as best as possible. And I kind of do it from an actor's standpoint. Um, I'm sure there's tons of people who do cosplay who also are actors and are in the entertainment industry, and that's, uh, you know, another way of kind of 
expressing themselves and you know, finding out uh, you know how they can dive into other characters, uh, things that they love, that they admire, and it's a really fun way to kind of express yourself. Um, you know, the, some of the ones that I've done are like Vampirella. Uh, gosh, um, Morticia Adams, uh, Wonder Woman, that sort of thing, Jessica Jones, Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas, and I have two more coming up soon this fall that I'm going to be unveiling soon. Have you had any paranormal experiences yourself? Have I ever had any paranormal experiences? I'm not very public about it, but yes, actually, I have. Um... There's one that I can tell you about if you'd like to hear about it, because I know that's kind of your thing. You're into that. Yes, it's okay. Please, please mention it. Um, one of the things that happened to me, let's say, and hopefully people won't think I'm a crazy person, but um, basically I was visiting a friend years ago in upstate New York, and I fell asleep, and I'll try to be brief about this. But I fell asleep, and I, it was this old house. It was about 200 years old. They were renovating this house. And it you know, was about, I think, Civil War times when the house was built around that time. And uh, there was, I was sleeping on a couch. There was a couch this way, and a, or this way, sorry, and a couch this way. My friend John was hanging out on this couch, passed out. And I was asleep on the couch facing this way. Now, in front of me, there was a kitchen with pots and pans kind of hanging there. And I was asleep, and I had a Charlie horse in the middle of the night. I don't know if you've ever had it where you pull a muscle in the middle of the night, and it's so painful, and it's just, it, it kind of shocks you out of your sleep. And basically, I was shocked out of my sleep. My leg, I jumped up, grabbing my leg. You know, I didn't jump out of the bed, but I was grabbing my leg, and I looked up. And I saw a face. I didn't see a whole body, but I saw, I guess, you know, in my eyes at least, the image of a face. It looked like a soldier. He had a beard and a hat, and his face was kind of three-quarters turned like that and just staring at me. And I just saw kind of from the chest up. I didn't see everything. And I was like, okay, I'm tired. Put the sheets and covers over my head, fell right back to sleep, didn't think about it. So the next day, uh, you know, we were about to go home and drive back to Baltimore. And, you know, they had these, it was by the water, so they're feeding ducks and we're eating sandwiches. I remember this clearly, every detail. And we're sitting there and my friend and, and her stepmom were talking. And they started just talking about how, oh, God, the ghost kept me up last night. I said, excuse me? So, <laughs> so I... I said, well, wait, what do, you, what do you mean? They said, well, you know, we, we're doing all this renovation, and it's, it's a haunted house. We didn't want to tell you. We don't want to scare you. I said, oh, okay. So they started talking about how they've renovated this house, and there were hats apparently going off the hat rack upstairs, and I don't know what was going on. I, I didn't see it, so I can't say for sure what happened with them. The, you know, they said sometimes their bed would shake little things, nothing crazy Hollywoodish, just small things that were kind of just bizarre. So I said, wait, 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 wait. Can I ask you a quick question? And I said, sure. I said, has anybody ever seen this so-called ghost in your house? And um, my friend had not, but had just heard, heard things and seen things move. And her dad, nothing. But her stepmom said, yeah. And I said, 
can I ask you a quick question? She said, sure. So I said, well, is your ghost male? And she said, yeah. And I said, does he have a beard? She said, yeah. I said, I saw him in your kitchen last night. <laughs> and it's really weird because I wasn't really scared at the time. And then later on when I realized what I thought I'd seen, I was just kind of, you know, thrown by that. I thought it was just one of the craziest things. So that's one of my paranormal experiences. And... It's okay, because you know, as you know, my as you know, I have had a near death experience myself. Have you? Wow, I'm so sorry. Were was you okay? It? Yeah, I was in a coma for, for three weeks. Oh. oh my goodness! And when I when I was in my coma, okay, while I was in the coma, I saw, I I heard a voice, a woman's voice, I never heard before or since, telling me to wake up. And I had an overwhelming need to wake up. I believe that was my guardian angel, my or my spirit guide. And also, when I was in my coma, I was either in the real world or the next world. That's why I like to call myself, aka Ghostman, because I, I didn't exist. Because I wasn't technically, I was te I was technically not in the world for three weeks. I'm so sorry, I still couldn't understand what you said. I said I technically was not in the world for three weeks, so that's why I like to call myself Ghostman. Oh. oh my goodness. Scary, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Well, that must have been very enlightening and scary at the same time. Yeah. I feel like I've touched a bit of my heaven. I think heaven is what it what that you you get your own personal heaven and your own personal hell. Sorry, it's a little difficult to hear you. I, I, I believe that I have had my own personal touch, my own personal heaven. When I, that, that's what I believe. Anyway, I might be wrong. I, I hear. I know you like to call yourself the Screen Queen as well. <laughs> well, it's not something I call myself. It's something that kind of, I don't know, just kind of happened uh i started doing horror films um it's so crazy because i did a lot of theater and then i took an acting class for the camera and something just clicked and i i started auditioning for things and then the opportunities that kind of came up were horror related so i started doing more and more related to horror short films uh feature films cosplay you know, promotional modeling, and it just kind of stuck. It just—I I don't even know how it began, but people started calling me that. So I'm not usually a typical fan of labels, but it just kind of happened. I know you go to a lot of conventions, and I know I'm quite lucky to get you on the podcast today. Oh well, thank you. Because I, I know you're a very busy person. You're a very busy person. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, it's good. Sometimes it's kind of ebb and flow when it comes to being an actor. You know, there are times when it's quiet and there's, you know, it's calm. And then it gets crazy. And you're constantly busy, constantly auditioning, constantly filming, constantly booking things, constantly doing things. So it's really kind of 
you know, luck of the draw sometimes in this type of entertainment field. So I try to be. Are you a fan of improv? Am I what? A fan of improv. Improvisation. Improv. Improvisation. Improv. You know, improvisation. You know, when you do something off the bat. somebody throws something at me say okay this is the situation this is what you need to do you know I can adjust but I mean I I tend to like scripts that's probably from my my stage experience I know there were moments where there would be a lot of improvisation but I went on tour one time and they would charge you if you screwed up lines so it's kind of instilled in me that discipline of learning lines so I, I tend to try to be disciplined about that but it is fun to do improv sometimes so well, there's a time and place kind of for everything you know that's okay because I thought we could do like a little a little horror thing just a tiny tiny little bit of horror what? We could just do a little bit of tiny bit of horror thing. We could do a tiny little. We could just do a tiny little horror story. If I did a tiny little horror story. Yeah. Oh my I, goodness! I know you're putting me on the spot. Okay, it's okay. It's don't worry about it. Because my friend would like to talk to you, but he's not going to wear these masks today. Oh, oh, you're you're uh. Ultra yeah, I won't put that on because I won't. I won't put him on. But I'll, I'll put. I, I can do the voice, so don't worry about it. Right? Are you ready? Okay. <clears throat> Hello, Jessica, my friend. How are the children tonight? They are looking to be scared and wonder if Halloween is round the corner. children come out and check this one house that they think might be abandoned but occasionally on Halloween night they see the shadow of what appears to be a witch in the back yard so every year after they trick or treat they go into the yard and they try to find this witch there's nothing there. Last year, somebody went in and tried to find the switch. And they vanished. And they never found them again. No words, no screams, no nothing. Just vanished. That's my quick one. <laughs> Uh, see, see, what though? It, you know, it, that's what. <laughs> it's hard. I know it's hard, but I know I put you. Time, so I had to be quick. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I, I, I know I put you on the spot, but I think it's nice. I, I wanted to give people an example of what you do, like how you work, how your brain works, how you got to do different voices sometimes. Because I know you do try to do English accents. You tried to do an English accent earlier, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I tried to do an English accent. I love doing British. I am a huge fan of standard RP. And I mean, I, I've done copy, but it's been a long time. I did Oliver one time a long time ago, and I studied it, but it's I'm very rusty. But uh, standard British, I tend to be cast as English a lot, which is probably very strange, too, since I'm an American. But I... I just rather enjoy it. I've, I've always had an affinity for the UK and England and the history 
in the TV shows and just everything. I, I'm a big fan of it, so I, I, I tend to get cast in that because I, I, I'm told I can do a decent accent, but... I don't know. I always get nervous doing it in front of British people. Cause I'm That's okay. I, I, I've been, when, I was, when my kids were at school, they got told off for saying yella and water. It's for saying yella? Yella and water. Why? Because it's from Essex. And they're from Devon. Yeah, she's, you know, the typical English accent, where we talk barber pots and talk like if we've got a plum stuck in our nose. I'm sorry? We talk like, it, typical English accent sounds like we've got a plum stuck in one's nose. But I think it's lovely, I love it. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Don't you think it's beautiful? Yes. I love it. You've got it makes to... me really happy. I love to talk with an English accent. It makes me very, very happy. <laughs> I do it as frequently as I possibly can. It's very good, yes. Do you I, like it? Yes. Do you think I, I do it well? Yes, you do well. <laughs> You've got a slight, slight cockney fringe to it. But on the spot like that. You've got a slight... Yeah, I'm hearing you, so I tend to be a sponge around people who have dialects. When I'm in New York, I start talking like my grandmother, who is from New York, and it's done. So it's, I kind of sponge it whenever I'm around anybody who has an accent or a dialect. It's I, just something that kind of, it's fun and it, it's in, infectious. <laughs> I did an I did an American accent once for I had to advertise my friend's show, so I did this. Yeah. <laughs> Hi oh. there, friends. My American. Hi there, my American friends. I like to advertise my show. It's like Jessica, my friend, would like to say hello. That kind of thing. It's hard to hear you. It's so weird. I know. Again, it's my connection or yours, but... It's okay. It's okay. Like, like, kudos for effort. It was hard to hear. It was kind of... It was a little muffled. Right, so I'll, I'll do it again. <laughs> Hi there, Jessica. How are you today? Good. How are you? It's nice to meet someone that's American, just like I am. Not. I can. I'm not very good. I can, I, I. I like to do. Um. As you know, I like to do. I like to do read stories, and I. When I do my stories, I like to do little voices to them as well. I did a whole. You know, Winnie the Pooh book. I did the Winnie Pooh. Winnie the Pooh book. On my. What book? Winnie the Pooh. I did. I did him. Uh, uh, was it uh, Christopher? Christopher Robin went to meet Pooh. Hi there, Christopher Robin. How's it going? I've had a very bad day. Hello, are you? How are you? Okay. It's very nice to meet you. Tigger's coming soon. Hello, everybody. I'm Tigger. That kind of thing. <laughs> That's not bad. Pretty good. Good job. <laughs> I did acting at school, but I wasn't very good at it. I oh, so I was. So what I did, stopped you from pursuing it? I don't know. I, I just don't know. I, well, I can hide behind the mic now, so that's why I don't mind it so much. The mic and the scary masks. Yeah, and the scary masks, yeah. I, I, I came out with a horror host because I talked to a horror host 
Uh, two horror hosts I've talked to. Octavian Hollow and Bobby Gamunster. I've talked to both of them. And uh, they inspired me to do it. I thought, oh, I can do that. And it's a little bit of cosplay as well, because of the mask and the, and that. And, I, I, and it, it's a bit of fun. It's not meant to be malicious or nasty. But, but I, I, it's a good way of getting people to... I can do a story and do a horror story and do the voice as well. Do the the, 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 voice, the creepy voice when doing the story. So it's something like, like um, today, the... I was walking down the road when suddenly a voice came from the distance. It said to me, what are you doing, my friend? I don't know. What are you doing? I am just here to kill you. Or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of thing. Yeah, he sounds very sweet. He's like this sweet clown, this sweet person. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did a... brief time I was a horror host for something called Tales of Horror yeah. and I, it was kind of put on hold for a little bit but I did six out of seven episodes that they had and I was a character and she was British uh, a character named Lilith Death and it was a lot of fun she was kind of snarky and fun and, and uh, they were basically it was with Harvest Moon Motion Pictures and Television and they were basically submissions from all over the world so there was films from the UK, there was films, I think, from Russia, there were films from the US, they were all over, and they were short horror films that were just very completely different, and it was really fun to be a part of that for a while. I've had people ask me to do horror hosts for other things, too, and I just kind of don't want to get looped into that trap. I do have a respect for it, and I think it's great. I just don't want to ever get looped into one thing. As an actor, you don't ever, at least no. first... No, it's a bit, a bit like um, if you play a role like Doctor Who, because otherwise you get named for a role, don't you? Do you watch Doctor Who? I love Doctor Who. I haven't seen the last couple seasons. My favourite Doctor is no longer on now, so I, I have not seen the, the new one, and I didn't see the last Peter Capaldi one, but I am a huge David Tennant fan, so he was my favourite. I think he was just such a incredibly well-rounded, versatile, and very heartfelt actor. So I, I actually cried when when he and Rose showed me my, my nerd, but my inner nerd. But uh, I loved I loved that show. I think it's a great show. Just as an example, if you can get um, if you get too popular, like you'd mentioned before, you get typecast too much. Right. I try not to. I try not to do that. I'm very, I'm very particular about the types of roles that I'm cast in because I like to be really proud of what I'm doing. I like to, I have to feel connected to something or just, I, I'm not one that'll just take role after role after role just to take the work. I, I like to feel really proud and really connected to something and learn from what I'm doing. So every character that I do has to have some kind of inner depth. I, I'm very connected to broken characters, anti-hero characters. I've said this in other interviews, but it's just it's just something that kind of is instilled in me. It's just something I connect with. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't like to feel stale and do the same type of thing or what's expected. I like to try new things and take risks and... 
Well, that's that, that's the most important thing. How do you how do you cope in between jobs? You know, when you get you get your job, when you get your, your roles, you obviously get paid for that role, and then when you've got nothing going on, like you've got no no films coming in, how do you how do what do you do then? Do you have another job for a living, or do you just you do that for a living? Well, I try to. I've been I, in between. I'll try to do modeling gigs to kind of get photo shoots done, and, and I sell pictures online. I sell DVDs uh, for you know. I, I purchase and sell some DVDs from uh, Harvest Moon, who I've worked with quite a bit. Uh, and I do. I we sell. We're sell, actually we're selling some things now. Uh, speaking of which, uh, called just one of them is just south of hell, and there's several other. That, that's the newest one. There's several other films, short films, uh, The Price, Blood Loss. There's a, a feature film called Soulmates that's on there. And so sometimes if I can acquire them, if, I, if there's enough interest, I'll sell those. I go to conventions, as you said earlier. I've been to a couple paranormal events. I go to horror cons. Uh, I go to film festivals. So I try to keep myself as active as I possibly can and continue to work and do things in between gigs, so to speak. So I, you know, to make money. So, but, you know, the, the, the idea is to kind of, you know, do as many projects as you can when you can do it. But I don't, like I was saying earlier, I don't like to just accept it just for accepting it. So I try to do those things in between. It's just that everyone's got this glorious image of actors that they've always, they've got a glorious um, image of acting. It's an easy life, you know, it's just, oh, you just turn up, do a bit of acting, then go home. But they don't realise it's a bit more involved than that. to thank you for giving me your time because I know you were restricted for time and I know how hard it, it, it is to get people, you online and talk to you and um, before I go I'd like to do a little bit of a sign off is that okay? I'm sorry to do a sign off you said? Yeah you can do yours and I'll do mine <laughs> Okay show me what you mean by sign off 
Are you ready? You ready? Okay. <clears throat> Jessica, Jessica, thank you for being on my show. Jessica, it was nice to meet you, you know. We talked about you being an actor and about your cosplay. And I hope you're all having such a nice day. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> I just feel like I have to sing back. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast and for being patient with me because I know we've kind of gone back and forth on when to schedule it. And I'm happy that I had the opportunity to be on your show. So thank you so much. Oh, and my website, if anybody wants to check out any of my work and see what I'm about, is www actressjessicafelice.com Please check her out, folks. You'll be glad you did. <laughs>